This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Jeff Goldblum and David Lynch talking about donuts, which becomes a three-hour-long conversation about nothing. What is it? <laughs> I feel as if I'm... Lo- I feel as if I'm losing all my leaves. Your leaves? Yeah. What do you mean? Oh, the branches and the wind and the rain. <laughs> I don't know what's happening anymore. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that is not sure if Olivia Coleman is our daughter or not. <laughs> I'm Zach. And I'm Frank. And today we are here to discuss The Father. This movie was sad. Yeah, yeah, and very, very sad. Um, as somebody who's going through like a similar situation, very depressing. Yeah, I had uh, in my family. I had um, my grandfather. He after so my my grandmother died, and then uh, he got remarried like years later, and she had like pretty intense Alzheimer's slash dementia. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's it's rough. And I mean, this movie. Yeah. I think this movie paints a beautifully haunting picture of mm-hmm. what what it's like. And incredible. Yeah. And I can see why Anthony Hopkins won Best Actor for this film. Oh, yeah. Of course. Absolutely incredible for him. Yeah. So, you want to give us uh, what's going on? Yeah, let's do this. So, The Father came out in 2021. I just want to cut you off real quick. I'm very excited to hear you pronounce the director's name. (laughs) Am I going to fuck it up? (laughs) Yeah. Is it pronounced differently? Yeah, maybe. Florian Zeller? It's a little, yeah, it's a little different, but how, how it's very it? French. It's like you have to have like that real Florian, <laughs> Florian right, Zeller. Did I, did I do it? I don't know. I don't know what how to pronounce fuck? it. You don't, you're criticizing me. You don't even know. <laughs> uh, so the father came out in 2021, directed by Florian Zeller. I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong. You have Anthony Hopkins, who plays Anthony in this film, your main character. You have Olivia Coleman, who plays Anne, his daughter who is also played by Olivia Williams, who also then plays Catherine, mm-hmm. who also plays Laura, but Laura is played by Imogen Poots. Yep. And then you have Rufus Sowell, who plays Paul, who is also played by Mark Gaddis, but also plays <laughs> Bill. So I know that sounds confusing, yeah. but like as we get into it, it kind of like makes oh, sense. Oh, yeah, it, it makes complete sense. Um, and this is a movie about... A man who's suffering from dementia and his daughter kind of trying to take care of him. And uh, that's basically what the movie is. Mm-hmm. Um, and him kind of like refusing for like, he, he just like doesn't want any assistance. He doesn't, he kind of just like, just very like bitter, kind of old and, mm-hmm. you know, just like, you know, and very confused. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I loved this movie. I did too. Like I thought it was incredible. The... The incredible subtleties of this film. Yeah, I don't know if you picked it up. Like there, oh, are... I picked it up. Oh sure, sure you I picked did. it all up. So like even like within the first twenty minutes, where it's like it seems that it is a combination of between separate days, but also could be the same exact day. You have Anthony Hopkins' character, Anthony, like changing clothes. And I thought that was like a really cool subtlety where it's like you really aren't sure in the film like, you know, what day it is or like is this the same time frame or what timeline are we in at this point? Right, because the thing about the movie is that you don't – Anthony is, for the most part, the eyes that we are looking through this film in. Mm-hmm. So him 
and his brain obviously deteriorating and it gets worse and worse over the course of the movie every you don't you don't know what's real and what's not mm-hmm. like he's like he's such an unreliable narrator and he's such an unreliable person to to know what's going on and the only times that you pretty much actually know okay like Olivia Coleman is his actual daughter mm-hmm. is when he's not in the frame yes and when it's just them having a conversation yeah and that's the only point that i feel like you actually know for sure who is Paul and who is uh, Anne. Yeah. And I think the movie did a fantastic job too of like bringing in a different actress to play that where you're unsure of, for the most part even, um, like which one's Anne and then also is she divorced? Does she have a husband? Is she going to live in Paris? Right. And by the end, you understand that like, okay, like she is going to live in Paris. Yeah. But I kind of beg to differ that like this movie has a weird timeline that kind of like jumps back in and forth. Yeah, I mean, it's all non-linear. Exactly, because like it almost seems like at some point he kind of gets okay enough, at least to me, he kind of gets okay enough to come back to the flat and then at this point Anne is divorced. Yeah. Because she goes on to say like, oh, I've been divorced for five years. Mm -hmm. And it seems like that with Paul because you have those intense fight scenes where it's like, okay, we need to give like we need to bring him to a home yeah. and she's like no we can't do that like he he just got this person to come in and help him and we need to at least see where it goes yeah one thing that i really liked is the the repeating of scenes but they're slightly different yes i thought that was really 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 clever and the set designs too because all three sets you pretty much you pretty much have anthony's flat mm-hmm. you have um, his daughter, who is Anne. You have Anne's flat, mm-hmm. and then you have like the hospital, and that's yes. kind of like your three main scenes. And they all look the they have the same exact layout, mm-hmm. but different paintings, different like wall colors, stuff like that. But like generally, it's all the same. Yeah. So like it kind of begs like to differ. Like it's like one thing that made me at the end of the movie when when you get the the end scene and, and you're at the hospital mm-hmm. it's like has he been at the hospital this entire time yeah you know what i mean it kind of makes you think that like yes he has been at the hospital the entire time but again too like it it kind of makes you think that like you know at some point he gets better and he comes back to live with Anne. yeah so it, it's this crazy in between that like you're not sure what's real and what's not and i think this movie does probably one of the best in years of showing that Mm -hmm. and one of my favorite scenes no my favorite scene i i say (laughs) in this film is when they're going to sit down for dinner and anthony comes out and overhears them talking about like hey we should put him in a home yeah and then they sit down for dinner he's like and brings back the chicken and he's like well where's the chicken i want more chicken it's like oh no 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 it's fine i'll go get it and then they're talking about like bringing him to the rehab center and he comes in and it's like, like, Anne's like, dad, what are you doing? Come sit down. And it's so amazing because it's like the scene just literally happened. Yeah. So in Anthony's eyes, it's literally repeating on itself. Yeah. And it's so cool in a, in a horrible way. <laughs> yeah. No, I know what you're saying. Like in a film, in like a, in a film appreciation way, mm-hmm. it's really like cool it literally in like a five minute scene 
completely shows the encompass of the film and what it's like to have dementia. Yeah. One thing that I that I really thought was a clever because um, there's a lot of like nuances, like you said, like mm-hmm. a lot of subtleties um, to the film is the like him and his obsession with his timepiece. Yes, with the watch. Yeah, like he he's either like always asked like if he can't find it he's like freaking out like where's my watch where's my watch or he has it and like and and he and he's like always wearing it and I think like obviously like you know that's kind of like the only thing that he has that mm-hmm. is like that's like his last grip kind well, of that also is like a a thing with dementia is that like you fixate on like one thing yeah like you you need to know exactly like where this one thing yeah. is at all but it times. being a timepiece mm-hmm. makes sense yes for like a metaphorical reason because time is not on his side well that and also <laughs> just like him trying to control this one thing like mm-hmm. you know what i mean like he's trying to grasp for like wrestling and like you know just like being like i i need to have control of like of my time mm-hmm. and he just doesn't and i thought that was just like deep as hell and like yeah. just like oh my <laughs> god like you know what i mean yeah and like so like so many subtleties like that like the windows like there's so many like they never they're never outside in the whole movie mm-hmm. but there's a lot of scenes where they're like looking out the windows and and anthony anthony looks out the window and he sees like just normal life and normal life is going on outside and he can't participate in that and and Anne is kind of like on the same deal where it's like she's kind of like she at this point is at a loss of what she should do. It's like, do, do I take care of my dad or and then she looks out the window and like she sees like the other couples and they're like just enjoying their lives, doing their, you know, eating mm-hmm. and dinner and they're not having there's no stress. And it's like I'm being held back. Yeah. And it, it to live my own life now because I'm trying to take care of him. But that's your dad. Yeah. And then it forms that resentment piece, too, because you have that vision of Anne strangling him yeah. in bed. Which is, cr- like, honestly, yeah. like, I was like, and, and yeah. it's like, okay, <laughs> jaw now, dropped for a yeah, second. Yeah, I mean, for a minute, you're just like, what? And like, mm-hmm. and then you're thinking, like, is that is that absolutely, like, is that Anne's memory? Is that is that what Anthony thinks that she wants to do to him? Is that what Anne is thinking that she should do to him just to put yeah. him out of his misery? Yeah, because it's like, is it a mercy thing or is it like it's just so much resentment? Yeah. And it, it like it creates like this, again, kind of subtle, ambiguous scene because it's like you never really get that flushed out. Yeah. The only thing that I feel like I could have done a little bit without was more of the stuff with like Lucy. It's like... Okay, after like the first two scenes of like them mentioning her, I'm like, okay, context clues. I know she's dead. Right. Um, and they keep bringing it up to the point where, you know, Anthony walks. It, what is a beautiful transition too of like him opening the closet door and it's the hospital. Yeah. And he goes and sees Lucy there. While I thought that scene was amazing, I don't feel like we really needed like more stuff about Lucy. To understand that like okay she's gone and he just can't get over it yeah while i say that though it does create like this impactful thing of like you know where is she i wish she would come and visit yeah and it's just because he doesn't remember yeah to the point where i thought like at some point they were gonna swap it that like the girl amogan poots is lucy who is taking care of anthony and Anne was the one that passed away mm. where they could have done a whole nother like flip where it's like, okay, again, Anthony is not remembering things correctly. Yeah. And that would have been cool, but they didn't fully go with it. Yeah. They kind of did like they, they brought Paul in 
Yeah, yeah, right. And then there was that weird slapping scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where it's like, really, man? Like, I don't need this. Yeah. Um, and then the ending, I wasn't the biggest fan of. Like, you mean like the actual ending? The like actual the last end- shot of the trees? Or? Yeah. Like the actual, like, last shot of, like, him crying about, like, he wants his mom and, like, sitting down and, like, sobbing. You talk, like his four-minute like, monologue? I thought no, no, be- no. The four-minute monologue, but, like, just how the movie ended. Like, okay. literally him just, like, sitting there and then it, like, transitions over to the trees. It's like... I loved it. I, Fuck I, you, I love it. <laughs> I think it was great. I'm, I'm, I think I'm just like in this weird spot, like movie wise, where it's like I wanted something different for the ending, but I know like the circumstance of the story of like dementia, there really is no way to end it. Yeah, like it's it's literally like him being in the the caretakers facility and like just talking to the nurse, like like that's probably. Where yeah, have but to end. I, I don't know. I, I take the ending out. I, I take the ending obviously on like a little bit more of like a metaphorical route of like what the leaves and whatnot like represent because mm-hmm. that's the only shot in which you actually finally break that barrier of the window and you actually go outside. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Like I think like the, the last shot of the trees and, and the leaves is, is kind of just like a representation of like life, right? Like mm-hmm. it's so fragile and it's so short lived. Like like and that's kind of like the like what leaves are right like leaves they they bloom and then they're beautiful and they transition into the into these really nice colors and that's kind of like them like at their like you want to call it their prime or whatever Mm -hmm. and then they slowly or actually pretty rapidly start deteriorating and then they fall off and they die yeah then that's why it's kind of like exactly what this film i think like like that kind of just is the entire film like wrapped up Mm -hmm. and you can even say too where it's like when when Anthony brings up like I'm losing all my leaves, it's like he's losing all of his memory. Like yeah. the leaves, he is the tree, and the leaves are falling. And yeah. Each leaf that falls is a piece of his sanity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I really liked uh, the the softness of this movie. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if you real, but the movie it like, and I mean like like visibly, like it yeah. lit, like the camera. I don't know like if it was like a filter or something that they mm-hmm. used, but like. The sound Every, effects. Everything too. just looks so like just soft, mm-hmm. and like the movie's very quiet, and and like it's I don't know, it's just it's really just got this kind of like somberness. Yeah, to it. it's very just, and it's and it's heartbreaking, but it's also like it's kind of like uh, a ghost story. Yeah, like it's just very like like you didn't like I almost felt like you really didn't need dialogue. Yeah, to showcase it because literally Anthony's facial features shows everything yeah anthony hopkins in this movie is just so fucking good when he mm-hmm. has like that that like kind of like four or five minute long just like monologue towards the end i mean he's just going on mm-hmm. i mean it's incredible like in my opinion like it just showcases how good of a fucking actor he is yeah. you know that man was hannibal lecter that man was hannibal lecter <laughs> and olivia coleman like is incredible like oh, she's yeah. so good like I don't. I don't remember the first thing that I saw her, and I want to say favorite. I want to say that might be the first time that I actually saw her, mm-hmm. and now she's just in, like in everything, mm-hmm. and I think it's well deserved. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Like she is an incredible actress. Yeah, I I really enjoy her work a lot, um, and I think she does a great job in this movie of portraying a daughter and a wife and and a woman who's just trying to like deal with it all, mm-hmm. and. Um, and yeah, I mean, it just works. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, this is a movie that I almost feel like you just you just need to watch and like not listen to us talk about it because like <laughs> it's just so intimate, yeah, and like personal, and uh, and I just feel like it's a movie that really just needs to just be seen. Also, opposed. I would love to know what a flat is 
because it seems like it's just a gorgeous apartment and then below it is like this supermarket yeah i i need to move to london i think i, just, think. I think it's just a different word for apartment i think i just need to move to london <laughs> like that's awesome <laughs> uh yeah no very beautiful mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean there's a lot to love about this movie i i really don't really have anything negative to say all, my only issue kind of was and again it's like it, it fits with the character and it fits with the disease mm-hmm. um but it was that of Anthony Hopkins or Anthony's treatment of Anne. Like, yeah. he doesn't, he's kind of like a jerk to her, like, yeah, all, but, throughout a lot of the movie. But and, I've also seen that, like, firsthand. Yeah, like, right. And like, it, and like I said, like, it, it makes sense. And, and I get, and I get that. It's just, I don't know. It's just, I guess it's more just like hard to watch. Yeah. Because it's just like, you're just watching this daughter try to help her dad so much. And he's just like, doesn't, he does, it just seems like he doesn't like her. Yeah, he like he's like I prefer my other daughter over you, mm-hmm. pretty much, and it's just like it, it it's just it's one of those things where yeah, exactly, and that's really I guess it's not really an issue with the movie. It's just it's just really hard to watch that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have they have some great they have some really really great dialogue between yeah. them, and they have some really incredible emotional impactful scenes together. The the other scene too, where it's like when uh, Anne's making breakfast for him, and he yeah. just gets out of bed. Yeah, and they have for. A moment like just a moment yeah an actual conversation that like is coherent and relevant and it was heartbreaking to me because it's like this is the one scene in the film that's only about like a minute and a half where they actually showcase like what they used to be before this took hold of him yeah and it's incredible yeah i give this 10 out of 10 <laughs> yeah 10 Chicken dinners <laughs> out of ten. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what it is. Wish they wouldn't eat chicken every single night, though. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I I, I love the movie. I thought mm-hmm. it was I thought it was incredible. Yeah. So uh, that's it. Yeah, that's it. I have recommendation. Oh God. Yep. This guy. So I actually haven't done a music recommendation in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I pretty much wrote this band off from their first album. Um, I. Is it Hootie and the Blowfish? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Hootie and the Blowfish. Uh, no, Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> no. Um, so when they first came out, um, I I basically knew them because like they did the theme song for the original border, uh, Borderlands. Okay. And that was Ain't No Rush for the Wicked by Cage the Elephant. Oh. And their first album absolutely adored like every single track i was like this is awesome this is great i love their kind of like punk rock style to them Mm -hmm. and over time as they put out more albums i just didn't care anymore i i'll be honest like Mm -hmm. i'm not a big fan of them i i I like a lot of their singles Mm -hmm. but like that's the thing is like like full-blown albums i feel like the last like three have been like "Eh." yeah (laughs) but when i watched invincible they put one of the songs on there and i was like who the fuck is this and then of course i have subtitles on just so in that way i can like see for amazon so i can catch like anything that we do yeah um and it said broken boy by cage the elephant Mm -hmm. and i was like this is different from what i'm used to them too so i checked out the entire album which is social cues and i fell in love with this album like i've been re-listening to it just and over and, and over, over. <laughs> much like what you did with all Arctic I Monkeys. think about is social cues. <laughs> My life has only become social cues. All there is is social <laughs> cues. <laughs> no, but like it was such a, a unique album to me because it's like they fully transitioned from like this punk rock style 
to kind of like this fusion between like jazz and also like techno and also like surfer rock mm. and i i just i found myself like loving them all over again which is crazy for a band that i completely wrote off yeah and i i just have nothing like every single track perfect <laughs> <laughs> wow okay cool. like to me at least yeah, like yeah, perfect absolutely. to me yeah. like it, it just it was such a unique change for them and it worked nice so social cues is what I recommend. Like caged elephant. Yes. Nice. All right. Cool. Frank, what are we doing next for our discussion? Uh, we are going to be doing uh, our some of our favorite scenes in movies. Okay. So no no movies in particular doesn't doesn't need to be a top five list. Just some of our favorite scenes in general, mm-hmm. um, which I'm excited to talk about. That's pretty cool. So uh, look forward to that. Zach, take us out. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Now, Frank, I am not leaving my flat. 